I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview where I'm speaking to Frank about how you can save money while living a full-time travel lifestyle. Hey Frank, how are you? Hi there, Debbie. Hi, thanks for having me again. Thank you so much for doing this. You have a lot of uh, tips and tricks for us, but before we get to that, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? I live an offbeat life. Well, we live an offbeat life because we left Canada seven years ago and we traveled the world and we're now living in Spain. Love it. And you have been traveling quite a lot and your story is pretty incredible. So y'all need to listen to his initial interview with us to hear all of that journey. But today we're going to talk about how you can actually save money while you're still traveling, right? And you mentioned this in our initial interview that people often think that you have to be a millionaire to yeah. afford this lifestyle. And, sure. and you kind of laugh at that, Frank, because you know it's not true. You know you have lived through this and you don't need millions of dollars to, to live this type of lifestyle. So can you tell us a little bit more about that, how you're still able to save money and ideas do know that you actually paid off debt while you were actually traveling around the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, like we discussed in your other podcast, uh, we we had some good savings prior to leaving, and we had real estate. But we had some short-term debt of about fifty thousand dollars when we when we left Canada. We had some renovations done that ran over the the estimate. We had some last minute dental work done. And so we had $50,000 of debt and um, what to do. <laughs> so what we did was we started our travels off in two inexpensive places. We, we started off with three months in Prague. We had a friend of a friend who had an apartment to rent and we paid basically $600 US a month for three months to stay in Prague. Um, and then when we, after Prague, we went to Thailand, where we spent the equivalent of about $250 a month in rent. So that, would, and we had a job, Lizette had a job at the time, uh, I was renting on my condo in Montreal, and we saved more money than we ever did when we were both working in Montreal. It just, the cost of li living alone was, it was halved. So we, we paid off our 50000 within 18 months. And after that, once we paid it off, then we, we had some exorbitant trips. We went to South Africa for three months. We went to Japan for five weeks. We traveled all around Germany. But it was our travel lifestyle and the way we were, we were staying and getting cheap accommodation and buying local food and not going to restaurants. And I can get into more detail, but that's how we saved money and paid off our debt. 
that's really one of the things that is most expensive, right? Is the places that you stay, um, especially if you're living in a huge metropolitan area and you guys were living in that type of area um, in Canada. And I personally can tell you, I live in New York City and it's one of the most expensive freaking cities in the world. So, you know, I'm I'm listening to you say $600 a month, $250 a month. I'm like, oh my God, that's not even like a storage space here. So another thing that I wanted to ask you, because a lot of people see those numbers and and are probably like, they're probably living in a box, right? So what does $600 in Prague and $250 a month in Thailand get you? Yeah. Well, okay. In Prague, we were in the suburbs. We are half an hour away from downtown. So with a short bus ride and a short metro ride, but Within half an hour, you could get to the main square in Prague. So that's that's not bad at all. It was a large two-bedroom apartment wow. right next to these psych, uh, psych, psychiatric uh, <laughs> hospital. So whenever we took a taxi home, we would just tell the driver to take us to this psychiatric hospital. <laughs> but, it, but it was a large, large place with two large rooms, a full kitchen, huge, huge, huge bathroom. It was comfortable. It was comfortable for three months. We were fine. And the thing is, in Europe, the public transport is 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 very good. It's excellent, especially in Prague. So, you know, we, we never wait more than ten minutes for a, a tram or a bus, and uh, getting around is very easy. So. We gave up maybe a little bit of comforts, but uh, we had a really nice place. Uh, in Thailand, it's a little, a little bit harder. Our experience in Thailand is that if you're going to rent a place, uh, you basically get one large room. You usually don't get a finished kitchen. Most people eat out in Thailand. So you're, what you save in, in accommodation in Thailand, you sometimes make up by, by paying a little bit more for food. <laughs> but still it comes out to about half the price of what you would pay in North America for sure. Yeah. And I am not complaining about that. I love uh, food. So that sounds like a good deal to me. Now, speaking of food, Frank, how do you find cheap food, right? Because that's another thing that a lot of people like to spend money on. How do you make sure that you're able to spend and save at the same time? You go to a supermarket like everybody else. (laughs) Really, it's, it's that simple. I mean, our philosophy when we left Canada to travel was we were living in different places. We weren't being tourists. We were living in different places. We stayed in, in, in Prague. We had our apartment in Prague. We would go downtown. We do different activities. But you, you do all the same activities. You, you go shopping. You do your groceries. You At that time, Lizette was still working remotely. So we, we, were, we had some strict hours. Uh, the only difference is that we were doing it in Prague instead of in Montreal. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned just doing what locals do. And I think that's really the key to all of this is living how the locals would live, especially if you're going to be there for 
more than a week or two, right? You're just not getting a little taste of it. You want to make sure that you are really understanding how the locals eat, how they live, getting to know them and their culture as well. I love that. Are there any other tips that you would like to give us, Frank, on how to do this? Yeah, I wasn't very specific about about accommodation, but through most of the six years we were traveling full time, we would all always stay in Airbnb apartments. And if you stay a month in an Airbnb apartment, which is considered twenty eight days, there's a monthly fee there, and it's always worth paying a monthly fee because you're gonna pay about sixty percent of what you would pay uh, on a nightly basis over the course of a month that you would pay over uh, a night. Okay, I'm explaining that badly. <laughs> Let's say you're spending uh, $50, $60 a night on an Airbnb based on two-week stay. If you're booking for a whole month, you're going to be paying $25, $30 a night, which is quite reasonable. But you have to book that 28 days. You have to book uh, for a month. And, you know, you can leave after three weeks if you want, but you're still saving money. So... During the course of the last six years, we would book apartments around the world for 28 days. We'd stay a month here, month there, and we would usually pay the equivalent of $900 to $1,000 a month. Mm. And the thing is, after a while, if, you, if there's an apartment uh, you love in the city that you love, you contact the, the owner and you book it outside of Airbnb. So you save even more money. You know, they know you, you've stayed in their apartment for a month, you've taken care of it and uh, they can trust you. So they'll rent it off Airbnb. So we've had apartments in cities around the world where we just go back to because we know the owners and they've become friends of ours. So we have a a few spots that are go-tos where we always go back to. And really, I think accommodation is the biggest thing. But Travel is what you make of it, and everybody travels differently. Some people stay two, three nights somewhere, and that's just going to blow your budget for accommodation yeah. you know, out of the water because you'll be paying at least usually $100 a night for short-term accommodation. But long-term accommodation, you can get, get by $25, $30 US a night, uh, but having booked for a longer period. Yeah. And it's also a great way for you when you start off with Airbnb to see if you like the area, if you like the apartment. And like you said, if you decide that you like that place and the area that's around it, then you can broach the subject to the owner to let you stay there for a longer period of time without having to pay for accommodations. And you don't even know if you like it there yet. So, well, that's always the risk. This is the downside it's it's actually a downside because the problem is you're booking for 28 days and sometimes you don't know exactly what you're going to get yeah i mean you can look at the photos i have a few tips on that you you have to if it's a, if the host is a super host then chances are it's a good host and the apartment's good and you have to really check out the reviews you have to really look at the map and decide if this area of town is is right for you and if the transport uh, is there you have to do your research but most of the time in in our experience we've done well with long-term rentals but the problem is with the long-term rental you often cannot get all your money back if you're going to cancel 
Yeah. With the short-term rental, you can. If you're staying two, three nights, you can cancel up to a few days before the the uh, reservation, and you, you know, it's 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 okay to walk away after three nights somewhere, but <laughs> it's it's a pain when you're stuck somewhere for a month and you go, oh my god, I just spent a thousand bucks, I can't get out of here. We've had some experience uh, in Armenia where we we got to a. An Airbnb apartment that was just horrendous, and uh, we had to get Airbnb involved. And but in the end, they really helped out, and Aww. we were fine. That's and we worked it out. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good to know that they have your back and and that. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Frank, for sharing all of these tips with us. We really appreciate them. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Uh, on our blog, uh, The Travels of Barbecue Boy and Spanky. Love it. I, that name, that blog name gets me every time you say it. So <laughs> make sure you all go and check it out. Thanks again, Frank, for being here. Okay, thank you, Debbie, for having me. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Frank. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where he shares how to make slow travel sustainable. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.